Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite. And the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. And welcome to episode 465 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I am your host for now, Commander Psyche, also known as um, Claggett. Hi. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our head of health and safety, Commander Advice, otherwise known as Ben Mosworth. Uh, yeah, I do have to say, fire. Have you washed your hands? You're the weirdest person in the history of the world. Um, we also have our SRV Banksy, Alec Turner. Good evening. My nuts are stickier than Ben's. That's disgusting. Your nuts are also more solid. And Jesus they look quite brittle. Christ. Amazing. What a wonderful start. Um, at the moment, we have, um, we have a Colin with com- some computer issues. So he'll be... What what is it called? Hang on. No, we have Schrodinger's <laughs> Colin at the moment. That's what we have. That was what I was going for. But we do also have our, our wonderful, our wonderful tech, Chris Mock 4, who I'm going to um, throw to as well as a human being who I love and adore very much. Hello, I am indeed a human being. Who Claire loves and adores very much. <laughs> 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 um okay cool this is gonna go great i didn't i wasn't aware that this was happening until maybe two minutes ago okay if you wish you can join us live we are hanging out in game where are you ben i believe chris chris and i are in lave station at the moment okay so cool i have literally just la- landed left landed uh, yeah landed. But, but, okay cool all right so you can be um in and around Lave Station in open as per usual. If you cannot get in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, clicking on live chat, and also via twitch.tv slash laveradio. And we've still got drops. So if you haven't got your drops yet, come over and hang out on the Twitch stream. How's everyone doing? Hi. Ben, how are you getting on? How are you doing? How have you been this week? I've had... Real life-wise, I've had a fairly busy week, but nobody gives a shit about that. <laughs> Game-wise, I've played a, a smidgen of RimWorld, and I've been having 
I've been having fun with the with building a, building up my my survivors there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of Star Citizen exploring the new solar system that they're giving us. I thought they've only given us about All right. a, a, they've given us a, a little bit the the inner system. And my God, I have never seen anywhere that is both so glorious, so dirty, and leaves me thinking. You know, leaves me feeling. I'm glad I'm in a space in a spacesuit, partly because of the smell, but mostly because I don't trust this place to hold together. Um, but the attention to detail and the the ways in, the ways out, the secret little nooks and crannies they've added in just. They've dialed the the detail up in from their current space stations. It's just dialed up to eleven. Nice. I watched um, the um, Star Engine tech demo, and I know they do tech demos very well, yeah. and that's kind of part of the thing. But it was it was very nice. It, it is very just, nice. It. Um, I, I I don't know how to say this. It's like I'm walking around the space station there, and I'm feeling uneasy. Um, and I'm not in any danger. You know, the NPCs aren't going... Well, I don't think the NPCs are going to go and attack me or anything. It's just... You know what it's like when you're walking through a, a dark city at night and you're like, okay, is somebody going to mug me? Or something, you know, something like that. Yes. I'm feeling like you're that feeling the threat. whilst the walking through a video game. Threat. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is it's, pretty good. Oh, um, I've played a whole bunch of my uh, Dark Urge in Baldur's Gate. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've um Patch four's patch four's fucked it a little bit though. There's mm. quite a quite a lot that's fluffed in patch four. Okay. Um uh, not not you hugely mean dark, dark urge fluff or just in general just, fluff. Just like general general vague annoyances okay. that I, I, I have found. This thing's missing um bits and pieces that I would I would like to see actually without like going going too too um heavily into it there are a couple of scenes that are missing some of the stuff that they've added is amazing but there's a couple of bits that just don't trigger anymore and that's really frustrating okay, I find that's annoying. Um, um but yeah i i i i having real i don't know how to treat this dark urge just like you because know, I'm, I'm not really seeing any like when i first started playing it i saw a couple of things where i was like a little bit of italic where it's like you have an uneasy feeling or something like that. It depends and on how much you lean in. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not seeing any of those options to lean in. Mm, um, interesting. Interesting. Maybe, maybe, you just, or... maybe you've just not experienced, maybe you're I, not experiencing the map as much, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I try. The other thing is, I maybe I'm just not deliberately leading into it because it's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, for example, I could have killed things. Yeah, I I could have gotten to a certain location and said, "No, Smeg, you, you're dissing me and the stuff I'm doing. I'm going to kill you all now," and just killed everybody in the bar, for example. You know, I could have done that, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want. I don't want to well, do that. That's and the I thing. That's yeah. the thing. It's a, it's a, it's a role playing game, Ben. It's a role playing game. <laughs> I, I, I I also want to, you know, I, I want to sort of. Anyway, Elite yeah, Dangerous Podcast. On Sunday, I did. I hung out with, uh, with Ascorbius, though, and we had a lot of fun and shenanigans there. 
So it was, it was lovely chatting with Scorb again. Cracking, cracking. Alec, how have you been, my love? Been good. I've just got Baldur's Gate 3 and I want to spend the next half an hour talking about it. That's great. That's a great idea. Let's, Let's fucking go, man. Actually, it's a lie. I haven't, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't bought it at all. I'm still playing this, this old game called Elite. Uh, in real life, uh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. I, I bought myself a sticky bun, and by the time it got to work, all the sticky was on the bag, and there was nothing left on the bun. That's the that's most, the most unfortunate moment that happened the, a week. That's, actually, that's easily the worst thing that's happened to anybody ever this week. Actually, do you know? No, it's not. It's not. There's a very <laughs> exciting thing that happened at the beginning of my week. I got a completely out of the blue, totally unexpected um, bonus, pay bonus. Nice. Uh, nice. A, a really surprisingly substantial bonus. Now, A, it's really good because I work for a very small company um, and I never quite know how the accounts are going, um, especially post-COVID when everyone's working at home. And so I have no idea how hard anyone else is working. But if they're working as hard as I'm not, then there's occasionally cause for concern. I hope they're not listening to this. I do work hard, but um, I'm sure people who work at home know that your hours have slipped slightly. Come on, be honest, they have, haven't they? Anyway, um, so it's really good to know that my company has is doing well enough to pay us a bonus. That That's the biggest plus for me. That's great news. However, I have a big chunk of money, so I am um, in the process of specking up a new PC. Um, it's entirely Colin's fault, and it's annoying that he's not on to, um, to answer to this, but him bragging about his bloody 4070 Ti and how ray tracing in... <laughs> in, in cyberpunk looks amazing and how elite and vr looks amazing um sort of stuck in my head so the minute this bonus turned up i thought right know what i'm doing getting myself a new pc oh so wow. you're, you're going for a whole build i am really well, okay so the, my, my current pc which i've had for eight years um i used a company called pc specialist mm-hmm. um were great i thought they were fabulous um i don't know if they're particularly cheap or but i but i thoroughly enjoyed the entire process you know you you go on their website they seem to have a a pretty good selection of stuff so you you literally just you know you pick your case you pick your motherboard you pick your gpu your cpu your cooling uh you pick your ram and all your bits and the price goes up and then you 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 change your mind on some bits that are too expensive and then when the price is about right you hit you kind of hit the neck the proceed button and then it's really good and it tells you things like your power supply is too big and if you want to save some money they would recommend a smaller one and they tell you that your ram's not compatible with your cpu and all this stuff so it seems pretty good um and at least the first time i did it um it was lovely i i i bought it um i was regularly updated about how it was coming along it turned up beautifully packaged and it has worked absolutely flawlessly for the last nine years so uh, I'm going to use them again. Oh, nice. So it's really good. Uh, and I'm really enjoying the whole process of, um, I've sort of opened it up to the forum because I'm, I'm I'm sort of loving it. I'm not in a rush. So I sort of put together a build and then I threw it out to um, some folks on the forums who know what the hell they're doing, whereas I don't really. And then it's been going for over a week now, I think, of just suggestions and reading reviews and then coming back and posting another build and then people going you don't want that ram with that motherboard and <laughs> and then posting another build and people going that's gonna that's too hot you need more cooling and it's great i'm loving it um yeah for sure that's it, cool it is, it, 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 it's fascinating because like so so 
the graphics card, the 4070 Ti, it's a really interesting, quite unusual compared to when I bought the 1080 with mine. Um, is that It feels a little bit like the price performance curve doesn't entirely flatten off. So although the 4080 GPU is another 300 quid, it's it's significant, you know, it performs significantly better. And obviously the 4090 is better again. So I'm trying to stick with the 70 Ti because it feels comfortable for the price range I'm looking <laughs> at. But um, there have been some quite creative builds that people have suggested, you know, saving almost a mu- enough on all the other bits to get to a to, to stretch to a 4080. But um, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a 4070 Ti. And then the CPU is also fascinating. I'm learning so much about CPUs and L3 cache and yeah, really? I really, yeah, it's really I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the process. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like it's kind of making a building Coriolis or something and playing about with that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, it's totally that. Except it's real money, obviously. Yeah, but, um, real money, and you shit yourself over it because it's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and unlike Coriolis you do start to have those doubts you know because yeah. you, you suddenly you go back you know I go back to playing Elite on my 1080 and I'm thinking this is all right really <laughs> this is a complete waste of money what am I doing it'll be fine it'll be fine you don't need to spend that money we can have a holiday or something you want that all goes through your head well, it, luckily, well for lucky me, I can anyway. almost do both so it's um it, incredible really yeah it's really good so it's been a good week it's been a fun week oh and I've been buckyballing but we'll talk more about that for sure later and I've also done my first Elite Dangerous adventure which has been fab and we'll talk more about that and I think I better stop doing the accent I'm just trying to get across how it's spelt but um I think I better stop it <laughs> I was just like, hello 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 Colin hi Colin hello. nicely timed <laughs> how's your week been mate well it was fine up until about five ten minutes ago um on the subject of the I think what's happened is that my network card is too close to the 4070 Ti, and I think the 4070 Ti has melted it. So take so, no, Alec. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually having to use my my uh, laptop, which is worrying. I can see myself being um, picking things apart till one o'clock in the morning. I have a new network card anyway, which was I was going to put it in the last weekend, but I thought no can't be bothered i've got too much on and then yeah Mikey. Oh, well. oh well you don't oh, want well. it i'll buy your 4070 ti off you. jesus christ <laughs> that's the one thing i am keeping mate <laughs> <laughs> um crikey i'm sorry that you're having you're having problems colin that's a um that's a right it's a real pain in the ass but um I, I at least you've got something that you can tinker with for the interim a little bit yes yeah yeah uh, uh, crikey. Uh, Chris Montfort, how has your week been, my love? Oh, it's been, it's been all right this week. Um, not as, not as much work, thankfully, not as many out of hoursy things. Um, had a nice little sort of weekend. Um, Saturday, uh, went into town, went to the cinema, um, to see the new Nicolas Cage film, Dream Scenario, where Nicolas Cage's character keeps turning up in people's dreams and turns them into a sort of strange celebrity. And all that entails. So yeah, that was that was quite a fun film to sort of go out and see. Um, Sunday was my usual radio nonsense uh, from twelve until two, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it. That, that's kind of been my week. I did a little bit of Elite Dangerous. I did a little bit of flying around. I'm still doing some engineer unlocks and stuff. 
Uh, nice. So that, is, that has been my week. After um, I did a bit of the CG uh, the week before, and I decided, right, now that I've gathered sort of materials from everyone that I've been blowing up, I can I can go off and do things to my shields and boosters and other <laughs> stuff that I've I've nicked off of ships that I can now super glue to mine to make it better and zoomier. Awesome! Make things better with more stuff. Make things Crack better in. with stuff, sticky tape and glue and and whatever else the engineers use to keep our ships together. Um, so yeah, what I've made earlier when they bring out a full model of Tracy <laughs> Island. Is this where we are right now? Exactly, exactly. It's it's all, it's all the rubbish that sort of floats in space. After I blow up a ship, I steal their bits and use it to make my <laughs> ship even better. Um, and, and here's one they made earlier. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. How about you, Claire? What have you been up to? Well, mate, well, mate, I, I did go out of the house once. Woo. I did go out of the house once. It was my wedding anniversary on um, on Sunday. We've been married for 12 years, have um, have me and the Chris Mark five. Um, we've been married. We've been married for 12 years. Um, and it was we had a we had a nice day um, where we uh, stayed inside and played computer games for most of the day. as we want to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We did. We did um, do our do our Sunday morning walk in the in the morning, and it was it was a really nice day. It was a lovely day. I got no complaints. It was fun. Um, uh, what else have I done? Um, not not a huge amount. I thought I was right at the end of Cyberpunk. I genuinely believed, as I was going into Cyberpunk today, that I only had the like the final mission to do i didn't think i had anything else but lo and behold i opened my map and there are missions like side quests and missions absolutely everywhere as far as i can see i reckon i've probably got another 20 hours worth of gameplay in this game before i even go to the um the final thing <laughs> so yeah cyberpunk is definitely worth the money if anyone is um on the fence about it but with the 2.0 update it's been absolutely friggin amazing um i did a fair amount of buckyballing um yes. it was it it was a it was a fun, fun race it was good times um i got a little bit incensed on some um uh some galnet news articles that came out um uh, but we will definitely touch on that in a little moment. But I think that's been about it. It's been a nice, quiet week. I listened to my friend Chris on the radio on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a very good show. I highly recommend listening to Black Diamond FM on at 12 o'clock on a Sunday um, for a couple of hours because it is a good laugh. And if you're not doing anything, go and do it. Yeah, I think it goes um, towards your community service. <laughs> 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 there's no phone in so you can't you can't, phone in. can't he, he literally does a phone in and you can message him at any point to ask for a song and he's pretty good at getting them on there i, I try to try my best you can you can call in you you your call will not go on air but you can call and have a chat exactly. if i'm in the if i'm in the studio you can call and have a chat yeah i'll, I'll blather away to people gonna message you it's that time of the week again <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to watch okay. i've got the button right in front of me colin you say that and i'll hit the button <laughs> amazing amazing um colin i can see you typing away about the development needs what pray tell have the devs said this week mate well they haven't said a thing actually because uh, we know that uh, sally has has uh moved on to she's new however what did come out was frontier's full result uh for 2023 and I must admit, when you actually read through this, it's actually quite grim reading. Um, it's quite what? Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Grim. Grim. Okay. Grim. Yes. Uh, we thought that uh, Odyssey had cost Frontier a lot. Mm-hmm. Is 
there's absolutely nothing compared to the other couple of things that have happened this year. Um, Foundry Studio went off 13 million. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, F1 Manager badly for a whole 15 million. So, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a lot. Wow. So, just just to clarify, that was Foundry. They wrote off they wrote off thirteen mil, and then F one manager was fifteen mil. Yep, twenty eight million in had to write off this year. Uh, good news is though they'd still managed to pull in hundred and four million, which was actually um, a reasonable haul. Uh, write off has meant that they're they've had to post a twenty six million pound loss this year. Which does explain why they're now saying, right, we're, we're streamlining. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. Um, it's, on, on. it's not as it's not as bad as some though, is it? I mean, I know, no. I know, I know I've got I, I know I'm i I'm I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate here, but it's not it's not as bad as some other numbers that I've seen dotted about for I suppose bigger oh, yeah, bigger I mean, people that have to, you just have to look at uh, Epic and, and yeah all the others. Yeah, but, I know it's only a typo, but it did make me mm-hmm. laugh. The fact that um, I was thinking it, it doesn't sound so bad because in the show notes it says they had a twenty-six pounds loss. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds right. That's all right. Twenty-six round of drinks. We'll have, a, we'll have a whip round. <laughs> you lot wouldn't let me finish the notes. I'm halfway through typing. Even as... anyway, uh, on a more positive note, they are still very cat rich. I almost said cat rich then, but you know. Yeah, there is the Age of Sigma coming out next week, I believe. It's the seventeenth of November. Yeah, that's looking that's looking quite good actually. Mm. Uh, and then when you actually go through the the report, uh, when you read the whole summary of Elite Dangerous, it's actually a lot more positive than I think you from other outlets. Um, they are saying that they are going to continue to commit to Elite, so I and support the game. So that that does feel. Uh, quite encouraging. There yeah. was this little interesting accounting issue. Um, every time they do uh, an update, whether it's Horizons or whether or not it's Odyssey, they say they have to write off um, £227,000 uh, due to the LEP owners. Just to clarify, for those of us who might not know what LEP means, well, I know what LEP means, but for those people who don't, we're looking at lifetime expansion pass holders. Accurate. Right. Okay. Yep. If you paid more than eighty quid on on the Kickstarter, uh, or bought the Horizons game out, you're a lap. And so um, the lap was it was um, available in two instances, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, so like at Kickstarter and then at Horizons as well. Yeah, Kickstarter is quite nice because it gives you the numbers. There's about um, just under over five thousand people or have got the lap. Valid uh, from the Kickstarter, right? Um, and there's obviously been a couple of thousand more. There's, um, yeah. Surely they can only really write off lep owners twice: once against Horizons and once against Odyssey. Though I mean, those are the only two paid expansions, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what they've done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's part and parcel of it, though, isn't it? You know. Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. So uh, yeah, I wanted to. Um, ask you on that because I can't remember where I heard this, and it may have been rumour. But um, did it did it say in the report that they they weren't going to do that anymore? No, it didn't say anywhere in the report that they weren't going to do it. It okay. didn't say anywhere in the report that they were going to do it. 
Okay. So I, think, I, I think I saw somewhere else that they were maybe reading too much into that. That if they if they were saying you know they weren't gonna on a lifetime expansion pass owners anymore it was i can't remember the, the interpretation but it was like you know in sort of implied they weren't going to release any new content um, but but it sounds like that's over interpretation of what it actually yeah is. and I, when i read through the, the report i didn't get that impression um they were yeah. quite quite underlined that the elite one of the pillars if you like is one of their strengths and they they wanting to play to their strengths yeah forward yeah so, Hopefully, we'll have more positive notes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I'm. It's it's one of those things where um, it's just rife, isn't it, in the tech industry at the moment? You know, um, not oh, yeah. not just the games industry. It's just it's just um, an un- an unfortunate side effect of a lot of different fuck ups in the UK. <laughs> you know, <laughs> technical term. I was, trying to, I was trying to be I was trying to be as diplomatic as possible, but it's it's an unfortunate term of the um economic climate that we live in at the moment and you know, um fuck ups. So um f- fingers fingers crossed we have some good we have some good news on um on the back end of stuff. Let's move on to the community news before I stick my foot in my mouth any further and break a hip. What is the community up, up to? Oh, we, we had someone reach out to us, didn't we, Ben? We did. So the Gates to Eden expedition reached out to us with a, a minor wall of text uh, about the shenanigans that they've been up to. So they're, they're saying, uh, and I'm paraphrasing this a wee bitty because it was a wall of text, uh, but at the Elite Danger, at the Elite Deep Space Exploration Network, their mission is to discover the extra, extraordinary and unearth potential points of interest. Um, during the Gates to Eden expedition, G2E, they hope to find breathtaking landscapes, encounter super systems, do a little in-game science, and simply enjoy a wholesome experience with like-minded explorers from around the world in this beautiful oasis that we call home. Um, and I'm going to move this onto my bigger screen so I can actually read more. Um <laughs> The Gates to Eden expedition is off to a great start. Um, they're just 10 days in, and the participants have made over 4,500 jumps. They've travelled over 300,000 light years. They've scanned almost 25,000 celestial bodies. They've expended over 21,000 tonnes of fuel, fired almost 3,000 probes, and nobody's yet died or self-destructed. I think, Amazing! I think that, 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 that's a win, isn't it? That gets a round of applause. Chris Mark Ford, do you have a button that we can just click to do a round of applause? Because if not, get one for next week. Uh, I'll, I'll do this though. <laughs> I'll do this. There we go. Who needs a soundboard? Who needs it? Who needs it? <laughs> we have live foley on top of on top of the. Stuff that they've been up to. They've had a, they're having community events, and they've had one so far uh, at some guardian ruins in the Arsaid Nebula. Sure. Yeah. Would you would you say that's Arsaid? I am do, doing something else right now, but by all means, <laughs> let's say Arsaid. Arsaid system, yes. Um, and they had lots of uh, shenanigans and fun there with lots of SRV tricks, uh, stunts, and SL, uh, ship launch fighters shenanigans too. Um, they're keeping track of some internal. Contests, they're saying, of uh, they're keeping track of the smallest 
I'm assuming planetary body. <laughs> Which um, of the members has the smallest body? Yeah, they, they might just be looking to see if they've got any gnomes in their party. I don't have know. a weekly weigh in. Yeah, possible. Gosh. How much um, weight have you lost over the expedition? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, it gets better. It gets better. Um, oh, it does, doesn't it? I, I'm sorry, guys, by the way. Um, I'm already they're, they're regretting for, everything about this. They're, uh, they're scan, scanning for the most um, exobiology signals on a planetary body. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are keeping track of the fast, the widest ring. <laughs> there right. it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're also keeping track of the fastest orbit, the higher stellar body count, and I'm assuming what uh, what mountain has the highest peak. Good stuff. Um, Good stuff. The high their their current records have been made by uh, Commander Akes. At Pry Hypo Hyper, maybe EL1 D10 16 C1, which is found a. I'm assuming that would be a small body with a radius of 309 kilometers. Nice. Oh, wow. Uh, Circumnavigate hey, that. Alex, off you go, mate. Go. Yeah. <laughs> around it twice. Yep. Uh, and they've also found a lovely, as they describe, coal nugget. Are a, called Lysod MNU B forty four four A one, which has got a rotational or, uh, an orbit of three and a half hours. Which you know that that's pretty nippy as well, I guess. It is that's pretty cool. pretty yeah. nippy. You might get a bit dizzy on that. No around, but it's not it's not Meter in Holland. But then again, Meter in Holland shouldn't be, even though it is awesome. It, I, I mean, um, I I struggle with awesome today. <laughs> yeah. One thing they they struggle are... with awesome after last week. One thing I want to add to this from talking to them, um, they're, even though they've set off, they're still open to lots more people uh, joining them. This is running all year long, and they've Mikey. got a, they've got a hundred um, hundred jump points as they nav as they do a circumnavigation of the galaxy. They saw the Thargoids and went absolutely the fuck not. Then didn't they just turn around? <laughs> nope. <laughs> They're quite a way out, aren't they? They've done, what, four and a half thousand jumps already, so I guess you've got to go some if you want to catch them up. Yeah. Well, no, they, they've, that's four and a half thousand jumps in total. So oh, amongst all commanders, they've done oh, four and a half thousand. So, yeah. I was not, not, the, not I have made 4,500. It's just... A halfway to Andromeda at that rate. Through all, through all the commanders, they've made that. <laughs> Incredible. But yeah, cool. they're up to awesome stuff. For sure, ex expeditions. We don't uh, we don't yes. feature enough expeditions, and I'm sure they're still happening. I try, I try and look for them every week, and then I'm and then I'm and then I forget because I'm the worst. Um, but I do, I do open up EDSM. Go check it out; they've got stuff. Yeah, yeah. And these guys are also funnily enough on EDSM, and the links to all of that will be in the show notes. Perfect, perfect. We okay. So next we have um. Uh, Scorb's practical demo on how to lip sync and animate. Yeah, I put this in. I think we might even have mentioned it last week. We certainly mentioned that Scorb's had a new uh, machinima out, which I watched and was fab. Um, and then just this morning, I finally got round to watching this practical demo of how to lip sync and animate using lots of fancy digital animation uh, and video making tools that I'd never heard of. I'm sure other <laughs> people had. It's 
fucking amazing, actually. Uh, that's the only way I can describe it. I had no conception of of how much work goes into, um, you know, those sort of little five minute videos that he makes. Um, it's it's incredible, and it's really worth a watch. I mean, I love stuff like this. You know, I, I always like it when Frontier on their live streams sort of show a little bit of behind the scenes, and it gives you a whole new appreciation for you know stuff you take for granted and and mm. so much with this just just seeing him like position the ascorbius sort of the you know the scorb sort of um character and, and position him in a chair and then get his make sure that his feet are on the footrests and his knees are at the right angle and then pin things that he doesn't want to move and then start lip syncing and moving the head and moving the eyebrows and it's like oh wow it's incredible really worth a watch really good yeah cool Awesome. Awesome. I I I would I wish I had like a thimble of the talent to do something like that. Yeah. Do do yeah. do like the the the, the, yeah. the it's very cool. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to begin and it's like wow. Seems like mm. the kind of thing I would lose hours obsessing over trying to get right and trying to play around with. That's the thing yeah. though, isn't it? Like I, I just think about like whenever we do our little our little dumb sound things you know <laughs> and the amount the amount of like minutiae and moving like you, you moving stuff for like a microsecond <laughs> or like even when i'm editing it's like i go i i take out frames and and stuff like that and uh it's 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 wonderful yeah it, i feel bad because like when i make a video i can't even be bothered to film in third person it's just like oh you know if i if i'm if i'm being really fancy i might turn the hud off <laughs> <laughs> and then i look at this and think yeah okay i'm i'm a lazy bastard the inc- just, sure. like, she does such incredible stuff if you like again as always there were going to be links in the show notes to to everything. So go and go and do check out Scorbs and stuff because he's brilliant. Um, uh, this, this what this is? Oh, this is another. This is me. Do you remember Clebby Harris? Yeah, I do. So I do. Back. I've seen this. Yeah, we we featured his time lapse, and he came. I think he came in our chat or Burst chat, somebody's chat, and said, "Shall I do another one?" And he's done another one. So it's yeah, yeah. One hundred and thirty-seven hours of Elite Dangerous video sped up into a. I don't know. Four minute, three minute video. Amazing. Great. It's great. It's really it? got, good. Have you got any? I've got a few favorites. There's there's one of um a uh a Cori, you know the Coriolis with the noob hammers. Yeah, yeah. Just just kind of side on, just whizzing around like a spinning top. It's amazing. And there's another one of like a planet surface with a big fat red kind of um parent star, you know, one of the sort of mm-hmm. really cool red ones. Um it's got a really odd orbit, so it looks like it's going to set, and then it kind of wobbles and comes back up again. And that's very cool. Yeah, and it must be—it must be difficult. I mean, th- there's a few that where not much happens, and, and I like that he's included everything that he's, or you know, most of the footage he's taken, because I guess it—it it sort of made me think. You don't really know what you're going to get. You know, you you set the camera up, but you you might have a hunch that what's going to happen, but. Do you know what I mean? You don't, you don't, you don't really know how the stars are going to move, or whether the, sun, the things are going to move in an interesting way or not, unless you've spent an awful lot of time in a system scoping I mean, it out, and studying it. it and... Like, space is a tits, though. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you, space you, is the tits. You'd be, you'd be a little, um, a little unfortunate if you didn't find something that looked beautiful. Yeah. You know, so. Um, he yeah, should have the, filmed the buckyball race, and he could have had all these ships just 
constantly crashing into Mitra and Hollow. And oh, good lord! <laughs> just all these. I should do that for the next Buckyball race. I should get him to go and point his camera at the start line for and get a week's worth of Buckyball racing into a time lapse. That would be. <laughs> That would be amazing. That would be amazing. We have. We also have um, an exploration montage. We Is do. that another I, one of yours, Alec? Yeah, I threw it in. It's um, it, it's just somebody I I'd never heard of. I was going to say I, I picked this up from one of the uh, from one of his comments. Actually, I was going to say underrated, but actually, it's got decent viewing figures. Um, but it's hmm. I almost want to say Cone Man O two, but it's not quite. It's like Coenaman, Coenaman O two, I guess. Uh, and he's made a bunch of these Odyssey exploration montage videos now. Uh, and they're great. They're really nice. Um, great music. Nice, really good cinematography. Uh, yeah, go check it out. It's got one Ooh. one there that's like a really cool-looking space cactus, like a red space cactus, and he slowly panned around it. And I don't think I've got the stability to do a pan like that in the, uh, in the in-game camera suite. So, yeah, it looks really cool. Oh, okay, Van Otter in chat is saying he's watched him since Distant Worlds 2, so okay. Oh, Been amazing. Around. Never heard of him before, but it was some great videos. Awesome. Awesome. Alec. Yes, shall I do tell it? Me, I, tell um, me about your Elite Dangerous adventures. I will. So I mentioned this on last week's show. I, I talked about um, this French community that has put together this um, fantastic uh, set of playable adventures which are like seriously beefed up it's like a seriously beefed up mission board you know it's proper missions with story and dialogue and it so um i've given it a go it's just this morning after the buckyball race i finally got a chance to give it a go so i completed one short adventure and um, have embarked on a second much bigger one which has taken me all the way out to the guardian ruins they are bloody brilliant um Beautifully presented on the website. Funnily enough, my, my wife commented when she was looking over my shoulder this morning how nice the website looks. It is mm. really, really smart. Um, and it's really clever. So you, you, you log in and you do the thing where you authenticate with the Frontier API. So you sort of hit the login button and then you get the familiar Frontier um, orange authenticate page. And then you hit, you know, like you do if you're authenticating for Twitch drops or stuff like that. And then you go back to the website. And at that point, it can tell things about what you've done. So you you typically think you'll get a, an introductory paragraph and some nice screenshots maybe and things that set the scene of what your mission is. And you'll have an initial objective. Um, so the first quick mission I did, I, I won't spoil it, but I had to go some, somewhere and try and sort of track down a missing person. Um, and as you get to certain stages, there's like a sort of continue button that takes you to the next part of the story. Um, and sometimes, and the continue button won't work if you're in the wrong place, if you haven't, if you're not in the right place, or if you haven't done certain things. Um, so, you know, you can't just click through and and complete it without actually doing it. So you have to go into, yeah, you have to read the backstory, go to the game, fly to the place. Um, and it was really cool. I mean, this one, the, the first mission involved tracking down a sort of, uh, yeah, like a missing person who um, basically ends up being an NPC um, on a staircase. And, and the reason I mention that little bit of detail is because in that instance, you complete the mission by saluting at that character. So that's kind of the, I was quite surprised, that's the level of sort of stuff that it can detect that you've done. 
so the, you, you imagine that the sky's the limit. Um, yeah. They have loads of adventures there. Uh, and it's not just things like that. There's amazing stuff like um, the adventure I'm doing now, which has taken me off to the Guardian sites. And it also went via a mega ship. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, has like a, yeah, I, I'm trying to decide if it's too much to say. It's not too much. There's an inventory button, which is initially empty. When you click it, nothing happens. And then as you do certain things within that mission, you you know, you, you get to a point where it opens up and there's there are maps in your inventory that they've created that are beautiful, you know, really beautiful um top-down plans of guardian sites and things, um, which you then use to to go through to the next part of the adventure. So they um they've done um they've done voice acting. There are there are like logs in the game which don't have voice acting and they voice acted them and they're done brilliantly. I mean, the level of quality on this stuff is really surprising. I mean, it's you know, I don't, I don't mean that in a rude way, but it, it's it's fantastic. That um, super and I cool. and I love uh, talking about the mega ship. I love it because something that's been on my mind recently is there's. I think we touched on it last week when we were talking about our sort of scariest moments, and Claire yeah. mentioned some logs that I'd forgotten about, and I was and I keep thinking, oh, I should go back and look at this stuff. There's so much stuff in Elite Dangerous you know there's so much content that we've seen and done over the years that I keep thinking it'd be nice to revisit it but just sort of doing it aimlessly I don't know it's all right I could go back and look at the inner logs and something but but having a purpose has has transformed that so I'm I can see myself doing all of these adventures and there there are loads because it just gives you you know if you if you've never seen these places it's great but if you have seen these places um, like you know, guardian sites to go back to them with a real sense of purpose is um, I find that transformative actually, and it's really nice that you, you also get um, uh, like points. So there's there are all sorts of difficulty ratings. I should say some there's all sorts of puzzles, and some of the puzzles are out of game. There's all sorts of stuff um, hidden in the websites, code breaking and things um, as well to make it more interesting. But um, yeah, so you get points for each of the missions and and who doesn't love fucking up some achievements and points as well so there's a lot of that oh well. yeah all over that that sounds really it's cool great. It, it's it's bloody brilliant um a lot of it is in french and they are working to translate more and more stuff into english funnily enough i again i was commenting today that the um the second mission that i've picked the logs haven't been translated into english but i I kind of liked it because it made me think, you know, if you were flying around the galaxy for real and going off and doing missions, well, you know, why shouldn't some of the places that you arrive at have logs that are in a language that's foreign to you? I I sort of liked it. I found it, you know, added character that it was in a different language and, you know, I could still read the translation and I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying don't translate it to English, but I didn't mind it. It's not stopping me from doing the missions that they haven't translated. Yeah, really good stuff. Really good. Sounds like a huge amount of effort that must have went into creating these. If, yeah. there's, if there's more than a more than a, a handful of missions, that sounds oh, pretty incredible effort loads. that's went I, into I haven't that. counted, but there's loads and loads. And the, the, yeah, the, the artwork's beautiful and the, there's videos with some of them. There's, um, there's even a bit of... <laughs> I keep thinking of things that I'd sort of had to do a double take at there's a bit of um voice acting that's got the sort of stuff i was just talking about with them um, ascorbius like um lip-synced kind of animation of a npc oh really yeah it's amazing 
Really neat. I'll need to I'll need to check out at some point. Though I'm I'm so bad at doing the stuff that's actually in game, and now I'm going to add an out of game <laughs> an out of game experience <laughs> to the list. Oh yeah. no! Oh no! Oh, those engineers are never getting unlocked. They're never ever getting unlocked. Oh no! The, the, your your engineers are just like looking at your name on the list and just moving you further down the queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris ain't coming here. It's not happening. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Ah, uh, Bucky Ball. Blimey, me again. Blimey. Okay. I, I can fucking talk about Buckyball. How was your, how was your Buckyball? Did you do um, a, a day of it? I did. I did I like half a day of it. I did. Um, I, I, I squeezed, uh, squeezed some Buckyballing in next, Buckyballing in on Friday um, because it, it was like a 20 minute. So it was a, it was nice. It, it started and finished in the same spot. So you didn't need to worry about it. And there was no complications whatsoever there weren't any complications uh any like added complications or added bonuses it was li- the the pain in the ass and the whole thing was landing on Mitter and hollow that was that, that was a problem um i was really really happy with getting a sub 20 minute time in um in what i what i managed to do um how oh, was yeah. how was your experience it was <clears throat> it was great I, I yeah i really loved it um yeah, Mitrand Hollow was really interesting. Um, as the, we were discussing this even today in the in the Discord. So, one of the things in Mitrand Hollow is okay. So, I'm sure everyone knows this by now, but you can't catch it up. So, it, mm-hmm. it's zipping around its parent moon of New Africa, and if you slot in behind it and try and get into its orbital cruise, um, you, you can't catch it up. It'll it'll slowly pull away from you. So, you've basically got to go around the other way and and hit it head on. Um, so there's a really neat thing, neat as in fun when you're trying to race and an extra little mechanic, you know, that as you're as you're sort of coming in in super cruise and you're doing all your sort of corkscrew approaches or whatever to try and do it quickly, you've also got to keep a really tight eye on Mitrand Hollow and try and decide which way it's going. Because of course there's no up in space, so you don't ever know whether you're coming in above it or below it, you know, which way up it is. So so you've got to watch it really closely to decide which way around it's going. And that's really funny because sometimes you make a sort of snap decision and then you commit to your approach to intersect its orbit and then suddenly realize, oh, shit, it's going the other way. <laughs> and you have to sort of U-turn and quickly try and head it off the other side. of. So that's really fun. And then the problem is that when you, having done that and you're now coming in to hit it head on, it's really easy to hit that too fast for orbital cruise message. And really, when you're racing, that's game over because you've then got like a, a cool down that yeah for a minute, but feels like five, as they said on loose screws. Um, so um, yeah, so so I, although, like you said, it's a really quick race, I think I've ha- probably had a higher proportion of failed runs than any other race, just because of that bloody too fast for orbital cruise and getting it just right. It's good. Shall I shall I read the results? Oh, by all means, please. Let's do it then. Um, so in regulation class, which is our stock Cobra. Um, so to give you a feel, typical times around about the 19 minute mark, I guess, around about the middle of the table. So in third place, yours truly. Yes. Hey. Bloody delight. I, I had a great week actually i um it's one of those races okay so the other thing i didn't mention about this race is that um because you're landing and taking off from planetary bodies 
there's quite a lot of um, obscure jump issues. So in Regulation Cobra, you can typically get between each um, system in two jumps. So if you have an obscure jump, that's not so bad because typically you can offset your middle jump. You can plot it manually so that your middle jump is to somewhere just above the horizon. And then your next jump is to where you're going, if you see what I mean. So it was yeah, yeah. Plotting, you can keep regulation down to two jumps. But for unlimited, it's it's a bit of a killer because in like a, a decent ship, you can do all of these in one jump. And if the planet's in the way, you ain't going to do it in one jump. Mm. Um, and that's that's annoying because if, if there are moments in the week when people can get a run in with no obscure jumps or only one, your chance of beating those runs when there is an obscure jump is almost like you, you almost feel like not bothering. It's like, Oh God, there's no point. Is there? <laughs> um, so, so hats off to the people that persisted. Cause I had a bit of that where I had a few days where I thought there's no point racing today. Um, which is not the attitude at all, Alec, <laughs> but I had a great sort of midweek with, um, Kevin the Stabber, who's here in chat, where we were just sort of leapfrogging each other, and I'd I'd sort of reached a point where I thought that's good enough, that's, you know, and then Kevin sort of beat me, and I thought, do you know what, I'm coming back to do a bit more, and it was great, and I yeah yeah, so I managed to hold on to third, really chuffed with that. Uh, in uh, 17 minutes, that was yeah, and then in second place we had Brusky, who did it in 1652. Which is slightly annoying because he's only twelve seconds faster. So if I'd pulled my finger out, don't know, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? In, indeed. In first place, uh, we have Skur, who with an impossible in, time. Sixteen minutes. That is, it, it's over. not possible. It's not it's, possible to do that. It is inhuman. He cheated. I mean, you know, it's a minute faster than my time. It's a short race. I don't see I don't, where I. I can't see. Mm. I look at my run and I think maybe I could shave two seconds here and three seconds there, and in total that adds to twelve. And he's a minute faster. I was like, I was okay. looking at my, I was looking at my run. I had three hours to give it a good go, and I feel like I did a, a, a relatively good go. I came in fourteenth, and I'm perfectly happy with that. That it's not a problem at all. I, after like doing a couple of runs, I was like, yeah. I could probably, probably get it down to maybe maybe 18 minutes if I'd spent a whole, if I'd spent a good sort of like four week, um, four days, just yeah. like solidly. I could maybe get it down to 18. I mean, but, it uh... is diminishing returns. There's lots of little components and it's just kind of getting them all perfect. Mm. So, so again, there was an interesting discussion in the Discord today. So one of the things you do is when you jump into a new system, no matter where you're headed, the first thing you want to do is turn your back to the star and get the hell away from that star as fast as possible um, and get your speed up because that star is just dragging you down. So there's no point pointing in the direction you want to go. You know, get away from the soup. <laughs> get away from the soup first and then turn towards <laughs> Now, what's interesting is I've always flown in like a like a fairly graceful arc. So I turn my back to the star and I get away and then I slowly arc back around. To where I'm going. The reason for that being I'm also trying to avoid planets and asteroids that are in the way that are going to have a similar effect. So I'm trying to do this sort of curve around everything. Um, and it turns out, and these were there were some careful timings on this, but if you basically start off like that and then get to the point where you're clear of everything, at that point, rather than continuing this arc, just point where you're going and that saves you 
about nine seconds. Well, yeah. no, that's an exaggeration, but seven seconds. So, you know, we've got four, we've got four of these, the three systems you're going to in the finish line. So that's four lots of, that's 25 seconds right there, just doing that instead of the stupid arc that I've spent the last eight years perfecting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't need to perfect that. So my my wobble of where I'm going is is absolutely fine. Then I don't need the graceful arc. No, you don't need the wobble of where you're going. Is all probably easily as good. What wobble of where I'm going and the loop of I meant to miss that. Um. <laughs> the loop of that was on purpose. Unlimited, unlimited. So uh, mid range unlimited times were about sixteen minutes. Um, so in third place we had Dar Plato ninety four which is um, nice to see Darplater up in the podium uh, in an imperial career called Proof of Concept with 14 minutes and 10, which is bloody good time, actually. Um, and then Skur again in second place in a sidewinder. I mentioned the, the bold sidewinder last week called Grow Up to Be a Viper, who did it in 13 minutes, so a minute faster than Darplater. And in first place, Can Chat Guess Who? It was, of course, Shay Blackwood in the Viper Mark III Blackbird who did it in 13 minutes. Good God, am I reading that right? 13 minutes and five this. seconds. Three seconds faster than Skur. Uh, you couldn't get Jolly it down twice. to 13, 13 minutes on the nose. Yeah, for shame. Shame, <laughs> you know Shay. Shay and Skur were going back and forth all week. Actually, it was a really good battle going on there as well. So, yeah, it was a really a really close fought one, this. That's really good cool. Good racing. That is really, really cool. I love that. Um, I love that. I love how close it was. I love that's really, really interesting. It was a good, it was one of those ones where it was a good race, you know, like the, we did the one extra and I, 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 I'm not a super huge fan of all of the frills and the bells and whistles. I get it. I get, I I get it for sort of the long in the tooth buckyballer. Who's like, I want to exploit all different angles and do all of, all of that nonsense. I just, I just really like it. Nice and simple. This is pure. Proper vanilla racing. Yeah, it was really, it was really fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And I was, I kind of lamented the fact that I'd left it until Friday to do it because then I had, I had another thing that I needed to do on the Friday. And I was like, oh no, I want to do, I want to do things. And then the weekend got busy. So I, I, I couldn't, couldn't log on, but I, I think it would, it would have been nice to devote a little bit more time to that. But yeah, yeah, it was really good. When's the next one, Alec? Do you, do we know yet? Got one more. Uh, oh, crikey. Final race of the Swift 16 championship is Close Encounters hosted by Osric sometime in November incredible i look forward to it very much um I, I genuinely did put you on the spot there my apologies um yeah if you if you do have a community event that is taking place and um you want to let us know about it um like the gates to eden expedition got in touch with us this week do do let us know like tweet the crew come and talk to us in our discord or um at Tweet us um, at Lave Radio or email info at laveradio.com. Um, or, you know, just come in our Discord and, and yell at one of us until we fob it off on Ben so that Ben has to deal with all of it. Hey, shall we have some adverts? 
Yes, please. Oi, how you doing, my brother? So you run some data and you left your little sidey and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder. Well, the killback, the one with the little flappy wings, is just what the doctor ordered. It is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay. So you can point and they will do your bidding. <laughs> it's got three utility mounts, two small and two medium hard points, plus a whole batch of compartments. So if you want a bit of fun, grab a killback my son. Listen here, ladies. While your man is out and about bringing home the bacon, you need to make sure you look your best, which is why we present to you our Lady Shave. It's small enough to fit into your dainty lady hands and releases a perfumed scent as you cut away that ghastly body hair. Listen here, ladies. Say no to substandard shaving. At Saracen, we believe a woman deserves a shave as good as a man's. Introducing the Pamphor Clipper for women. Gone are the days of your unruly body hair making you look like a bedraggled alpaca. The Pamphor Clipper is the biggest baddest shaver credits can buy. And now, it's available in pink. A shade so smooth you'll need a tighter Dominator suit. The new Panther Clipper Lady Shave from Saracen. It's exactly what you've been asking for. In pink. New from Azimuth Biotech. It's Tickle Me Thargoid. Tickle Me Thargoid is fun for all the family. Teach your little anti-Xeno commander the difference between an Orthrus and a Cyclops, a Basilisk and a Medusa. Count the hearts. One, two, three, four. It's a Cyclops. Teach them their weakness and how to exploit them. Now rip out the hearts. One by one. I don't want to. Do it. Using the tool. Do it. Now stomp on its face. Smash its face in. I've got them. Tickle Me Thargoid. Available now from branches of Lave Toy Depot and other retailers. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among the stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal, circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become the commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Corporation, the first step into the unknown. Come 
join us. Be free. And we're back. So let's take a look and see what's happened in Elite this week. Well, on the 1st of November... Um, how is it November already? Where did the year go? Um, we had um, the results of the um, arguably tacked on um, uh, CG for the Halloween event for the Grey Swans fleet were all destroyed in Shamash. Um, cool. I don't think anything else came out of that. <laughs> did anything else come out of that? I don't know. Um Let's yeah, they, they but they did also mention the comparisons between the um Shamash stuff and the similarities to the fate of the generation ship Thetis, which is the Madison Ghosts um uh audio. So the thing that everybody else was really, really excited about um when it actually happened. Cool. Um that happened on the first of November. Anybody else feel free to jump in if I miss stuff because the next one got me really angry. Um, which was that it came out on the 3rd of November, right while I was buckyballing, um, saying that the Solgrid abductees are reconnecting with society. Um, so the people who have been rescued from Thargoid Titans remain in quarantine, but can soon expect um, family visits and access to comms networks. But Azimuth had something that they wanted to say about it. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Um, Azimuth have decided that it is in um, the the world, nay, the galaxy's best interest if they are the ones who have take exclusive control of the people who have um, been recovered from the Titans. To which everyone said, "Are you fucking out of your mind?" <laughs> Um, your track record seems to denote that that is not a thing that can happen (laughs) you absolute (laughs) i i I clearly have no strong feelings about this but um yeah that that was what they they suggested which potentially could be a precursor for maybe an aegis versus azzy bio cg next week who should take charge mm. of the abductees? Well, or or them going, we want abductees, and Azibio going, no, we want abductees. Do you know what I mean? Ah, so it like, might be something like that. It's like who yeah. do you, who do you want to send them to? Kind no, of I've got like I've got like 130 on my fleet carrier at the moment, so they're going straight to Aegis. But um, are you feeding them? No, they they they're fed by their own amniotic fluids. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> 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 Um, yes. we, have you got any sense of where this is going? Oh, it better not be zombies, mate. That's all I'm saying. It better not be zombies. I thought that this was going to be a zombies thing because everyone was saying when I was like racing around doing buckyballing, they were like, Claire, you're not going to like this. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, they're going to get precursor in zombies, isn't it? But no, the thing that I didn't like was obviously the the paragraphs from um, Azimuth Biotech um, who have decided that they are the only people who can lead us to victory because that went so well in recent history <laughs> yeah I, I mean i sort of feel like it um i mean it could it, it could still lead to something um you know an actual in-game asset thing where we end up fighting zombies and things but it feels slightly like it's more leaning into the sort of socio-political thing as an angle for galnets and cgs you know to do with discriminate because sometimes frontier with their um their galnets they kind of like to mirror 
real yeah. life views a little bit and and touch on issues in a very sort of sort of sideways way but um I, I just wonder if they're actually this whole speculation about the people inside the pods not being normal people is just going to be used as um sort of background for like a like civil war and stuff you know fighting yeah some, yeah, some sort of like prejudice and things along those yeah, lines yeah, like yeah, rooted yeah. in real human emotion rather than um rather than zombie stuff is is quite a it, it, yeah that's quite an astute observation to make alec yeah. i like that what sort, sort of, of a I lock mean, them up, let them let them be free kind of fight? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I'm see. I'm still not convinced that actually it's going to lead to anything actually tangible in terms of it's a new limpet green <laughs> face hugger people wandering around settlements. It would just I, be a I, new limpet. That's all it is. Amniotic limpet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I just um. I, I think it's I think it's very it's very funny because it, I think we we haven't had a lot of information from Azimuth Biotech for a hot second, and all of a sudden they're like, no, 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 we're the people that you can trust again with all of these human lives. Um, has made me laugh somewhat extensively. Um, there was a lot of talk that I that I've been sort of like dipping dipping in and seeing what folk have been saying in um the oper- remember when we did Operation Witch Hunt? Remember how long ago that was? Um but I've been dipping in and seeing what people have been saying and the general consensus is a, is a bad idea, funnily enough, in that particular group of people. <laughs> but there's been there's been an awful lot of talk um about parallels and similarities between things sucking out people's brains and you know all that good gory stuff but i kind of like i'm definitely leaning more towards your your sort of theories alec about it being more rooted in in human behaviors and prejudices um and it's like a trigger for seeking more around the the superpowers and stuff for sure for sure and despite it despite the alien thing being so fantastical and sci-fi there's definitely a trope to science fiction writing where um they it turns round and it's the human forces people to look yeah the, yeah for sure i really like it i really like it the more you the more you mm, the more i think about it it's really good really good i like that a lot on the 6th of november which was yesterday um uh, President Zachary Hudson has announced a raft of legislation he intends to push during his last few months of office um it, 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 kind of normal stuff i guess um thing these are the kind of things i want to make sure that we've got that he's got in place before um felicia winters can come in and just go actually no we're not doing any of that that's that's how that's how federation election that's how elections work isn't it they set something in ground in in place and then the next person comes in and goes actually we're not going to do that Sounds about right. I haven't yeah. read this one. I'm quickly reading. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to skim through it now. <laughs> I mean, I always get scared when they talk about funding think tanks. I mean, it, it seems it seems a shame that in the uh, in space future, the think tanks are still on the go. <laughs> funding will be granted for a political think tank. This will be a cross-party institute to gather ideas, strategies and research that benefits the entire Federation. I don't like it. It's not fun. It's it's too it's too real for it's me. Too, it. It's too real. The federal government we get uh, significant tax rebates. He's, he's, they're getting tax rebates as well. And I'm like, no. no, hang on. Why? No, no not in my space game. <laughs> stop, stop making it so real. 
I don't want it to happen. <laughs> exactly. It's bad enough already. <laughs> let me let me go and play different fantasy games where people do checks notes. Have personal traumas to do with families and bringing up wrong. No. <laughs> It's too real. Everything's too real. Stop grounding things in realism for me. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah. Um, uh, so that was a thing. Um, I think it's a quiet time of the week again. Score alert. I'm just having a look now, and I don't think the sugar schools are even here yet, which is weird. I'm, it's still all the Halloween stuff. Maybe that'll come in on Friday. I mean, it is unusual. So in a way, it, it it's a genuine store alert in the alert. Emergency, no <laughs> emergency warning. It's an emergency warning. Um, Nevelius is asking why an alert because I can. Because like I have the power to make Chris press a button, and we like the song. <laughs> I'll not play the song. <laughs> Jay and Trax and his wife worked hard on that. It's in his contract. We have to play the song. Exactly. Exactly. That's we did. Oh my god. The good stuff is that you can still buy your Halloween things. So if if you forgot, you or if you're still sitting there thinking maybe I should buy the Halloween stuff, now's your chance before it all now evaporates until another year. Oh dear lord! I almost think they do the Halloween stuff like too late because it agrees. You sort of you end up wearing Halloween stuff about a week after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, because well, you win stuff. You know, you win stuff in all the from Twitch drops and things. And then by the time Halloween's been and gone, you're like, right, I've got my Halloween stuff now. Oh, it's too late to wear it. <laughs> I I think this is why Chris Mark Five and I are both wearing Halloween and Christmas stuff. Yeah, they've gone half and half. They've done they've done a yeah, hybrid. So they're half Christmas, half that Halloween. Is a strange costume. Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> hey, Chris Chris was wearing his snowman hat um head. I was like, you know what? That's he, a he, always, idea. he always has that um that snowman. <laughs> I, I, I saw that and I thought that is a great idea. So I, I'm I'm wearing my luminescence uh, bones Halloween thing with a Christmas jumper. Wow. And you know, it looks amazing that actually going around to meet her in Holland because it's like, you know, Normal, then normal, just and then it goes. You get the like bright, just the oh, well. bones. Awesome. That is that is very that is very cool. That is very cool with the different colours and the way the, yeah. the, the the shiny the shinies are working for me something hard. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> I, I do like the shinies. Um, but we we would I would normally expect I will say I would normally expect the sugar schools and stuff to be here by now because we've had. The um, Day of the Dead. That should be should be a thing. If they're not coming this 
this this month that's that's also that's also a store a bit a big store red alert red alert things aren't here that we're expecting and we don't like change for another store alert in which sugar scones aren't here <laughs> maybe there'll be something new. Maybe there'll be something exciting for November, or maybe they'll already have their Christmas things out. That would be actually insane. Shall we have a very, 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 very quick advert and then jump into our main discussion? Space is vast, and pirates have needs just like anyone else. Introducing the Lonely Pirate Handbook, the ultimate resource for lonely pirates. Our guide covers the hot spots and not spots of interstellar space, from smugglers' dens to space station taverns, with helpful chapters such as how to be presentable in polite society, how to get rid of that nefarious rank, and my favorite, occasionally shower. Are your early advances often mistaken for attempts to rob or plunder? Oh, I've come a long way for what's in your hold. Prepare to be boarded. Frameship charge detected. Oh. Buy today and receive the Lonely Pirates chat-up guide for free. I've got a very large hard point. Would you like to see my very large hard point? You're so hot. You're making my temperature critical. Lower your shields. I want to inspect the goods. Come back to my place. I might let you touch my aerated anaconda. Are you smuggling illegal goods? Because you've got fine written all over you. The Lonely Pirate's Handbook. Now available in all Anarchy bookstores. We'll teach you to loot anyone's heart. I was overseeing the delivery of some slaves to the starport in Exios and a cleaning robot had just washed the floor but not left a warning sign. I had to run after a slave that was escaping and I slipped and fractured my wrist. I was delayed for 10 whole minutes while the Medicomp repaired the damage. My time is billable. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was on a regular trading room back to Seoul and it was my job to repaint the outside of the ship. I was given the wrong kind of EVA clamps. Nothing bad actually happened, but it did give me a fright. Can I get compensation? Yes, you can. I was checking some robots through customs when I distinctly heard an official call the robots clanks. I was deeply offended, even though I'm not a robot myself. That's their word. You're not allowed to use it. Can I claim for moral outrage? Yes, you can. At Cowell and McGrath, we are now taking any kind of legal action. No case too small, no justification too frivolous. If you've been lightly inconvenienced, embarrassed, or in any way put out, then someone should be made to give you money. Don't be a stupid clank. Uh, excuse me? Cowell and McGrath, taking on any case, playing the percentages. Hey, Commanders, this is Mick from Crazy Mick's Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, dimebacks, fertilants, keelback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders and vipers, none of which are capable of spaceflight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Buy a snake! Need to scare your mother-in-law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Buy a snake! Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a Federation courthouse? Buy many snakes. Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the late business directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's Shipyard Now Fitting Warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother 
Where? So much like Crazy Mick, um, having made the mistake and the big oopsie of buying the wrong type of snake. Um, did you like the segue that I'm going to point out yeah, now? Like a crazy person, it's good, wasn't it? So we did. Um, we all make mistakes in Elite. We've all done. We've all done silly things. Um, and it was what we, what the question that I put out. Um, viral question of the week this week. Um, if you don't know, in Discord and on Twitter every week, normally on the Sunday, sometimes if I'm feeling particularly nasty, it's on the Saturday, but it's definitely normally on the on the Sunday. Um, we put out a question of the week um, asking for people's input. So um, come and join our Discord and answer that or go um, and check out our Twitter and um, they will always be on there each week. And then we, re- we, we read them out on the Tuesday. So I thought, given the time and given the fact that I've re- this, this, been, this has been a show, <laughs> we, could, we could go ahead and read these and um, laugh at ourselves and everything everything else that happened and everyone else firstly let's start by laughing at my sister katie anna says she tried to land her asp x persephone on persephone persephone the moon planet orbital body has some gravity perhaps too much gravity she was not paying attention business as usual so the meeting of persephone's was intense and explodey she has not been back since it is quite a way out there that is that's textbook brilliant is it brilliant. is explodey a technical term yes okay i love 100%. the i love the sort of thought process of i'm gonna land my shit persephone on persephone <laughs> it's just like yeah <laughs> go, go, just you gotta do doing. it you gotta make the make the pilgrimage <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> i mean that, that seems like a reasonable thing to do you know and you know talking about you know, abusing people who aren't here Colin says one <laughs> phrase that everybody should be aware of, uh, um, that everyone should be aware of, noob hammers. I had, I being Colin, had no rebuy when his type six got smashed by them. Back to the sidewinder he went. There is a there is a little tiny bit of a theme that we we might see over and over again. The theme of no rebuy, <laughs> <laughs> which you'd think, given the fact that it is the first rule of elite, that people <laughs> might have, <laughs> we might have cottoned on by. Well, I'm sure, like these people have cottoned on by now. But um, you you'd think you'd think we'd know you'd think we'd learn or um, we'd have a good idea of not doing that. Here's here's a question. I want to see if this comes up. It's like you know I should have done this and I've done it again. Oh, as a second, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. a, a, a double new hammers again or something like that. Oh, I yeah. imagine so. Yeah, I, or, I know yeah. I've definitely done mine. Something you have not learned from your mistakes. Yeah. For sure. I, I do love the image, both literally and figuratively, of Colin's T6 getting smashed by a new Pammer back to the Sidewinder. Mm. <laughs> That's very I funny. Think... I, I feel like there's almost a, a high-weight cartoon in that. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see that. How do you miss them? How do you Sorry? miss them? How do you miss the, the, the new Pammer? Wait, just for clarification. I'm, they, I'm, are, I'm... they are hard to miss. That's the problem. Well, then how... Just for my clarification and my peace of mind, when we're talking about noob hammers, we're talking about the Corioluses with the massive sticks coming out of yeah, the side, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. How do you miss them? Well, okay. 
I would have said the opposite that it's really quite hard to get hit by them. But you know, I think I that's mean... what I think that's what Claire is getting at. Yeah, because oh, you can see. you see them. So how how do, you, how, how do you not know that? How do you not? I don't know. I, I Colin, can <laughs> I can only hypothesize here, uh, but I suspect if you're that used to flying around a Coriolis and you're not paying as much attention as you should, you're maybe scooting around the you know, a bit too close to the hull ignorance. and then suddenly smack. I bet he was com- in the camera suite. Who, who bets he was in the camera suite? Going, look not me, camera. not a chance. <laughs> I, I can imagine yeah. like you would see them on the way in when you go to land and then you load up with all your wares and then you take off and the planet and the system that you want to jump to is behind the station. And then you turn mm-hmm. around and you just fly casually behind and forget that on the way in, you saw these massive hammers spinning around ready to kill your ship. Okay, so you're a goldfish as well with a very short memory. <laughs> I have a tiny I memory. A better memory. A better memory. I, a better memory. <laughs> I have I have very much enjoyed this last last two minutes of just roasting Colin. I've been yeah, I've very much enjoyed this. Next week and find out exactly how he managed to do this. For sure. It's not being sure. Colin's fault, but I wonder how the uh landing system copes with noob hammers. Oh, the auto dock. Oh, you mean like the auto docking? Probably better than Colin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we shall we shall leave Colin in peace and move on to Elvis Kremen. <laughs> <laughs> so Kremen says, during the Colonia initiative, I got a fine in the bubble before I flew the travel guides out. Ten hours flying to Jack's, and right before the commander at the other end launched, I got scanned by security and blown up. Lost 400 tons of guides and was back in the bubble to repeat once more. Oof. I remember being in a call with him when when that happened. It's actually, yeah, that I think it's changed, hasn't it? But but if you didn't previously, if you got killed, you literally went back to the last station you left. Yeah. Yeah. But but that was that was the idea. That was the idea with that colonial initiative. He he would fly up with like a shit ton of these guides hand them off to another commander so he wouldn't land and then after handing right. off these guides he would then like explode and get then go back i see but <laughs> i see but he, he didn't have the opportunity yeah before the handover yeah i remember i remember <laughs> vividly and this was this was around the time when i started playing elite I remember vividly being told about this. Littering and is punishable by death. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I also remember the many, the many uses of very, very flowery language that was um, that my ears were assaulted with when that happened because he was not happy. He was not a happy bunny. Was um, was Mister Kremen over there? Um, I I can't imagine Kremen swearing he's so polite Um, (laughs) (laughs) Commander Greybeard Seawolf has sent this one in Uh, shortly after Odyssey released I engineered my Maverick with improved jump assist after looting a settlement I recalled my ship and tried to beat it to the landing pad I realised afterwards how important timing is as I was crushed by the DBX's landing gear way to go Oh my gosh! That's you really about- funny, actually, because I was—I—I I, I keep 
throwing around this idea in my head of making a, a video like a hundred ways to die an elite and I keep trying to think of interesting ways to die. Literally about two days ago I was thinking, I wonder if you can get your ship to land on you on when you're on foot. Turns out you can. <laughs> Amazing. We talk about things missing you though. It's like how on earth do you get the landing gear to hit you? I didn't I genuinely didn't know that that was something that could happen. If, because I thought I thought if you if you if you're driving to it and you drive underneath I'm sure if I've driven underneath my ship before as it's landing it goes absolutely not and then zooms off doesn't it? I know what you mean there's a thing where you can spook it and it buggers off because I've had that in numerous buckyball races Yeah that, that was my, that was only my knowledge was like fuck <laughs> Yeah but I have also had my ship pretty much land on my you know the thing the um the imperial courier i guess a few other ships do as well where they land and then they raise their gear they kind of raise up mm-hmm. and make room for the srv and i had one just last week it might even have been during the buckyball race actually no why would i be in an srv that doesn't make sense uh, <laughs> um where the yeah the the courier basically landed on my srv and then and then extended its gear to make room for me <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, I can buy this. Sure. I, I wonder if it's to do with how rude you are to the ship's AI. If you if you keep swearing at the ship's AI when you're trying to get to places, it'll be like, see the next time you're under there, you're going under a landing gear. Yeah. If you use the secret flip it the bird emoji to get it to <laughs> land. <laughs> speaking speaking of like secret things, um, this update. I don't know. This is a complete tangent. Um, this update what had an easter egg from Darren put in it i don't know if anyone's found it yet no oh yeah he's he put put something on twitter about that that one being oh, the last wow. the last one with the last update that he had he put like a, an, an easter egg in because he was leaving no the way. team do you know what yeah. it is no not kid? a clue no, no, oh not no. a clue not a clue if i knew i would be telling everybody <laughs> <laughs> i do not keep Darren's secrets <laughs> Does, does that mean we should be emoting at everything then, just in case it has a reaction? <laughs> maybe, because that was the way we found out about clapping to turn the lights on on our ship, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's not an exploding locker, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, there's one locker in the galaxy that's <laughs> ready to blow. You, you clap at it, and, and it's going and, to explode like tinsel at you or something. And the Hutton and truckers are going to start a mission to find it. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, um, we have Shadow the Seer went to Sagittarius A and back in an unengineered dolphin and no AFMU. Somehow made it back with some major malfunctioning happening for the last four jumps. Did pay for their first Corvette, though. So their oopsie was not taking an AFMU, which, you know. Yeah, I don't know if they're a neutron jumping or not, but um, yeah, it uh, it can be a problem. It can definitely be a problem for sure. It can it be frustrating can be. as hell. <laughs> right. So the commander whose name I can't pronounce, Nepilius. <laughs> um, <laughs> he decided to visit Sagittarius A Star for the first time and didn't think much about the ship to do it with. The ship happened to be an A-rated vulture. Oh. <laughs> after one thousand volts, volts after a thousand jumps. You begin to question the usefulness of those two big lasers and lament the fact that you can't eject them. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Uh, like, I know. I know. Napoleon has been in chat. Um, did you turn around, mate? 
Did, did like you, how, did you seven, make it? seventeen light year jump range? <laughs> Ooh, and and they made it. Holy butts! Do you know and what? I, you know, I, I bet first... there's been. I bet there's been a few of those of people deciding to set off, having no concept that you know. 15, 20 light years is not a good jump range if you're trying to go to Beagle Point or something. Yeah, I know my first engineering or my first trip to Colonia pre-engineering days was in a 16 light year Anaconda, which I knew at the time could have been engine could have been upgraded to be well, whose components could have been modified to be better, but I didn't bother. And that was painful. So yeah, 17 light years. To sag a star is oofy. Oofy. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Um, Frikey. Cal photo AZ, I want to say. During uh, during metabombing, metabombing, metabombing. Oh, that was the thing where you yeah, dumped yeah, metal yeah, 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 on yeah. stations and yeah. During metabombing, thought I could solo three excellent ganker PVPers to defend mm-hmm. the home station in triple three six eight. I did not succeed. Multiple rebuy screens. They took the time to tell me what I did wrong and even teach me how to fly like them, though. That's good. I have heard this about these uh, these dirty scumbags. Dirty, rough, that, wrong, filthy gankings. Filthy gankings to help you out. They teach you afterwards, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, now now I've fucked you. Let me tell you how, let me tell you how I did it and how you can, not, not, <laughs> you can get out of that in the future. Oh, dear. Good job, though. Trying to defend stations. Bravo. Good stuff. We salute you, sir. <laughs> Chris? Oh, sorry. Is it me? Um, it is you. <laughs> yeah, it is me. Um, Ken Dobson. <laughs> Early in my Elite Dangerous gameplay, I bought a T10, outfitted it, and then flew without enough credits for the insurance rebuy. Lesson Oops. learned. Nobody's done that. Nobody's ever, Nobody's done, ever that. done that. Nobody's ever done that. It's like the first rule of elite. No one would ever do anything like that. <laughs> oh dear. Oh very dear. Um, first mistake was buying a T10. Um, Commander Andrew Johnson says going to Rackham's Peak and getting shot by system by the station security because of a careless discharge of a weapon ended up back in the bubble with a fleet carrier. Stuck at the peak with loads of trit in the hold, but none in the tank. Oh, how do how do you fix that? Oh, that's a good one. I suppose you'd have to go back on somebody else's fleet carrier. Do you know what I mean? You'd have to. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to catch a lift on someone else's fleet carrier to get there. But then your fleet carrier is taking up precious space in Rackham's Peak. Oh no! You mean to say that you can't refuel a fleet carrier from the? From all the tritium in your hold, you can't do it remotely. Like no, oh that's that's absolutely shocking. You'd need to have you'd need to have staff in order to do that. You'd need to see people walking around on your fleet carrier who you might be able to disperse to do that exact thing. Refuel our ship. The the quartermaster sitting there going, "Well, without the captain's signature, I'm not allowed to move it into the engine." All right, the limbs, the rules. Oh. <laughs> Plus, it, it would take a hose. I mean, you know, and, and yes. as we as we've heard from Darren and Tom, it, it it's harder than you think. I mean, I mean, it can't be that difficult. <laughs> Everybody drink. Um, uh, or, uh, like as a, as a Pathis says, have someone that have someone just fly to it, then you sell it, and then they can refuel it. Refuel it for you. That that would also work. Yeah, send the Their job in it. Yeah, send send trip pretty fairies to do it. It's their job in it. Yeah. 
so Silas Ressi is saying they submitted submitting a submitting to a scan in Horizons, totally not realizing that. A, do they mean Horizons? Hmm. I guess also, so. Submitting to a scan in Horizons, totally not realizing that a cloned profile will get you shot in the face. Lost a Cobra Mark IV, loads of mugs, gin. Alvin were not pleased. Oh, no. Don't upset Alvin. Don't do it. You can't. can't. You can't. Yeah. Mawibo, great name, says, During my first return trip from Colonia in a slightly engineered python, I had to step away from the pilot's chair briefly, which extended into longer quotes. When I finally returned, I was faced with the rebuy screen. I had left my ship at zero throttle or 30 kilometers per second in Super Cruise. What pointing happened? At, what? Pointing at what? Pointing at it, what? A star? It must have been. And then just like he just very, very slowly heated up, like maybe in a red dwarf or something like that. Yeah, but then they'd go to a star and then they'd come out and but maybe, go into, like, super, maybe go it just got hotter space. and hotter and hotter in normal space. Does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't normally. Yeah. And I I don't know. It's possible. I remember a story from from way back, like first year of Elite. I wish I could remember it in detail. Um, mm. It's on the forums or somewhere where a guy um, had a similar thing. He had to step away from his screen for a bit, and he left the game running. Yeah. And when he came back, he uh, he was back in a stock Sidewinder. I can't remember. No. Oh. And um, he, he asked his girlfriend what had happened. And she said, well, she was walking past the computer and saw this big orange thing rushing towards the oh, screen. Yeah. And then it went bang, bang. And then there was some kind of question about whether he wanted to be in a ship or not. So she chose the option to put him <laughs> <in> a ship. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did she remain his partner? Yeah, like, you don't break up with someone because they fucked you in, a, in an Elite oh, Dangerous I, game. I, I, I could see some people seriously raging about it. Yeah, but rage doesn't... <laughs> that that I, I would argue that that person is incredibly fragile if that is the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the straw that broke the camel's back. There's many other things, the several affairs and everything else. However, when you sold my ship... <laughs> yeah, that was the last straw. <laughs> Fighting, I was fine with it. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. <laughs> uh, right. Um, this one's me. Uh, having learned the don't fly without rebuy rule, you know, I'd learned it, understood it, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I decided to break it's, it. It's the most important rule. Huh? I just, I just decided to break it just once because I was trading my way up to a T nine. I'd set my sights on a goal. Right. I was like, I'm a really good trader what the really good traders have they have a t9 so i was like i'm gonna work my way up and work my way up and work my way up and i did the maths and i was like if i sell my current ship and uh you know if i fill it full of gold and i sell this and i sell this and sell this and i fill it full of all this stuff and then i go and i make this one sale i'll have enough to buy my (laughs) t9 so i was like i'll load up all my stuff all my my belongings all my jewelry all my things get into my ship and do this one last cargo run and then I got attacked on my route and exploded. It <laughs> did not end well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fly without rebuy. Was that straight back to the sidey? 
It was pretty much, pretty much. It's the main it's goal. Like, it's, it's the main rule of elite. Black number nine. <laughs> it's the main rule of elite. You absolute spoon. It's the main rule. Why are we, why are we doing this to I ourselves? was just once. You, it was just one slide. I knew the rule. You knew the rule. I know the way it works. And I was like, just this once. It's just like from here to the there. And don't it apply to me. Fine. <laughs> Holy shit. I love you so much, you absolute nonsense human. Um Jesus Christ. Ian Knuff says, um <laughs> early, early just doors Knuff. just Knuff. Um early doors of space legs. So while doing a restore mission, they nearly knocked their coffee on the floor, grabbed the cup to save it, hit the mouse in the progress process causing my commander to aim up at the ceiling and throw a grenade which landed at my sea feet killing me <laughs> this was the best idea for a question that's the funniest one yet yeah, that's oh, i love that, <laughs> I love that, that so genius uh, ben <laughs> captain claw uh did a little murdering little murdering Landed, little murdering Landed at a space station to pay for pay my crimes, thinking I'll be fine, I'll be fine, and end up in a space station. Left in a bad mood without a fuel scoop, and quickly realised how remote it was. Ended up stranded without a fuel f- without fuel, fuel scoops on ships always. Now they can be a little far away. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to remind uh, Captain Claw there is a lovely group of people by the name of the Fuel Rats. If you ever end up in prison without a fuel scoop, yeah, yeah, yeah they will help. Yeah, they, they will, will help. help. But, you know, even prisoners. But you know, fit a fuel scoop, give them less work. <laughs> that is funny. That's a nice little surprise the game can throw at you, though, isn't it? Mm. When you go to prison and you just think, "Oh yeah," and then you suddenly look at the galaxy map and go, "Oh shit, where am I?" <laughs> seven <laughs> jumps away, and I'm in, I'm in my eagle, which doesn't have a um, jump range because I chose a small ship so I could land near the plant near the people I'm supposed to be killing. Yeah. Another word of advice: if you're in that situation, actually, you can use Apex Interstellar if you want to pay them for it, uh, and they will take you. They ain't getting my app. hard-earned murder money. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but you know, if 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 it's between getting a taxi. Or flying an eagle that was going to make it. I might, I might subject myself to being in an adder. I'm, I'm sure if Colin was here, he would choose um, death instead of the adder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm guessing there aren't space prisons literally littered throughout the galaxy. There must be some places where you are in for a seriously long journey back to where you were. No? Accidentally end up in Colonia Space Prison. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. I suppose um, that's how got else a you use. From uh, Terakov, and yeah, if you get deported in Rubigo, you'll be sent to a prison ship in the middle of nowhere. Right. Really? And, and the rats have rescued many p- people from that situation. Brilliant. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, is it me? It is, it is you. you. It is me. Uh, Palatropus. Using a free Epic account I got a while back, I was getting a ship ready to help on the landscape expedition. And after several hours of exciting gameplay, gathering mats and cash, I saw the warning I was using 3.8, which was no longer being updated. Not my best moment. Oops. Yeah, of course, because none of that translated across, presumably after the split, right? Oh, God. Yeah, so anything you do doesn't take effect. Yeah. I keep forgetting that, and I keep thinking, oh, I might jump into Horizons and do something, and then I suddenly think, oh, God. <laughs> Maybe not. 
oh, you think you think you're doing really, really great, and suddenly it's going nowhere. No. Um, got this one from Happy Moon Monkey. Uh, got my first cavette. Uh, a rated it, but no engineering, and thought it was going to be good in combat. I had enough money for rebuys, but at 35 million a rebuy, it started getting really expensive really quickly. I parked it back at the starport for a while until I'd engineered it some more. Seems fair. Wow. I, I like that. It is true. It's like, yeah, don't fly without rebuy. And then you go, how expensive is this thing? Incredible. Incredible. We have um, uh, Little Big Yin. He seems like a really nice guy and that I would really like to <laughs> know him. Gin. Yeah, I feel like I would really, I would really like to get to know that person. He sounds like someone. He sounds like someone I could be married to for about twelve years. I reckon we can manage that. Um, the biggest in-game mistake would easily be when I bought when he bought a ship super early on. In that the rebuy world, in that the rebuy would make me more broke than Joe Exotic. Yes, I probably got destroyed by an NPC or something, so I had to go back to a much cheaper ship and start earning cash money i bought a vulture pre-engineering spent a fortune on it and hated every minute of flying it so sold it and went back to the viper and was much happier it really put him off the vulture forever i like the vulture i mean the vulture's no chieftain but i liked it it's been a long time since i've flown mine but um, it's that jump range again so this isn't really a mistake i i was trying to think of you know funny little stories like this and I, I i can't think of any anything as epically catastrophic as this because you know most of the mistakes i make are my own damn fault uh and it's usually because of like oh yeah i'll just you know i'll keep flying and just get one more ship or oh i need a little bit more fuel yeah one more time around the sun you know who cares if my sh- ship's at 200 percent heat it's fine um so yeah just you know Get out when you get out when you can. Knowing when to quit. It's a big yeah, thing. Yeah. It? It's a big thing in Elite. Knowing when to quit. Knowing when yeah, to bail I mean, on a CZ, knowing when to bail on a yeah. Yeah, and it's you know, that that is something that I am guilty of. It's like, oh, you know, my, my ship's got ten percent hull. It'll be fine. Mentioning no names, Chris, but you know, knowing when to make two trips in the T ten rather than <laughs> yeah, two two little trips instead of just loading all your valuables into one might be a wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, being being fair to Chris and I, you know, see, I wish I could turn this into a story of failure, but I I had an absolutely epic trip when I just got a T nine and I filled myself up and I didn't have enough money for a rebuy, and my God, that was a scary journey, but I made it and it was amazing. Yeah, oh. I um. Yeah, mm. yeah, I like that actually. I wish I, I was trying to think of something—a a simple mistake that we could learn from. But um, I only just—I I forgot to do this, and I was just doing it now, and I couldn't come up with one. So I've—I've I've got a couple of story ones instead, um, which I've told before uh, on a very excellent podcast that. Um, flight assist? Did you go to flight assist? I do. Yes, flight. <laughs> Is that what I, I actually mean? Do I mean flight assist right now? That's what I mean. Anyway, so my my two. Uh, little stories of mistakes were uh, the first one was um, where I spent quite a lot of time trying to get a ship launch fighter inside a Thargoid base, which I managed to do by wedging the door open with a by leaving a probe lying on the floor next to it. Uh, flew around the base and then managed to somehow dislodge it as I was about to fly out. Um, 
so that the, <laughs> the door to the base spiraled shut on me as they do, mm-hmm. um, leaving me inside a Thargoid base in a ship launch fighter. Now, <laughs> and there was this sort of sudden dawning realization of I can't get out. I literally can't get out. Because if you're in an SRV, you'd just go down to the lower chamber and you'd pick yourself up a, a link and you'd drive back and the door would open and you'd be out. But in a launch fighter, you're, you're truly fucked. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Um, and the other one I was going to mention was um, we were doing a race. It was a buckyball race where you could, it was like a team race and you could get somebody to refuel you. So they were I don't know, you couldn't use have a fuel scoop or something. So you either had to detour off to a station or, or get somebody to meet you and refuel you halfway. Um, and I was doing this on a Frontier live stream with Ed Lewis, and I was his refueler. And I hadn't really spent much time experimenting with it, but I just thought, I'll just throw as many refuel limpets as I can onto this thing so I can refuel him insanely quickly. So, so my, my ship was all like fuel tank and limpets, basically. <laughs> And um, and it worked nicely, and I hooked up with Ed Lewis on the live stream, and I and and you can hear on his live stream, you can hear like um, what's the little limpet message about fuel limpet engaged, fuel limpet engaged, fuel limpet engaged, fuel limpet engaged, and um, it was great, and he got refueled, and off he went to the second half of the race, <laughs> and then I realised I had literally given him all my fuel. Oh my gosh. And it was kind of a race about, it was a sort of fuel rats themed race. And the irony was I had to call the fuel rats because <laughs> I'm literally all my fuel. But you accomplished the theme though. I did. I mean, I, th- I think I illustrated it very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was trying to think of one as well um, because I've done a lot of stupid shit in Elite. I'm not um, uh, allergic to it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, uh, but the one that always sticks in, sticks in my mind is um, I was having a poodle around um, about 1500 light years out um, uh, in an anaconda, which I barely fly an anaconda, but this was a paper thin anaconda, I should clarify. Um, a bit like um, my, my holistic shield, uh, Mica, my uh, phantom that shouldn't exist um a very similar sort of build to that like the most jump range i can get out of it it's also funnily enough it's also named after a a d the D &D character that micah is the beast master of so it's micah's pet is the name of this this, anyway it doesn't matter that's completely um irrelevant to the story but um somebody in chat said oh you should go and visit this planet because it's got my name on it and it's a really cool planet because it's got a it's a um a small planet but it's got a massive ring and you know what those words made me want to go and visit this planet so off i go pooling away and as i'm as i'm coming down to land on this planet it did have a massive ring the ring was entirely impressive um but as it land as i just as i'm about to land i'm coming down quite quickly and i'm like oh i'm com- this is a lot quicker than i was expecting it to be and the last words i say before the anaconda hits the surface of the planet what's the gravity of this planet the gravity was like three point something and i looked at the rebuy screen and lost all of my data and i cannot remember who it was in chat but they were mortified and i thought it was hilarious (laughs) 
You forget to check those numbers in the corner of the screen, don't you? The gravity numbers. Yeah. The amount yeah. of times that I've been approaching a planet and going, this is fine, this is fine, this is fine. Why am I still going down? Why am I still going down? <laughs> it's like 95% of planets are 0.3 or something, and it's just not an issue, yeah. is it? Yeah, you do more damage to the planet landing than it does to you, so it's fine. It's the it's the other ones that you've got to look out for. We did we did have a couple we did have a couple from chat as well um, as we were going. These are the ones that we we wrote down, but we did have a couple from chat which we um, we we can go through very quickly because I'm very aware of the time. Um, but we had um, Mark Gamer who says breaking news: Sad Commander assumes fetal position when remembering the email distraction that cost them nearly one billion credits of exobio data. Gliding into scan some bacterium inform um, email comes in, reads email, looks up to see gravity and stupidity have its way with this ship. Wakes up on carrier with a new paint job. So there's a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> Someone want to take the next one if you can see them. Where where are these? In, um, so Dark, Dark Harris is saying I started when low temperature oh, yeah. diamond was was the meta, and I bought a Python without uh, keeping enough money for a rebuy. We've heard this story before, haven't we? And um, you'd think you'd think we'd have learned. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't make it one trip before I was helped by another commander back to my adder. Oh Oops. no! Oh, and it was Oops. an adder as well. Oh dear! Yeah, oh, oh. I would enjoy that. Yeah, SD48. I, like, um, um, I don't always miss a station, but when I do, it's Hutton. <laughs> that's the. That, what was the one? What was the one recently where I was like, "Oh, it's going to take me ages," and I went out and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'll take a break." And then Artie wanted to go out, so the break was extended. And by the time I got back to my desk, I was as far away from the um, the, the system again, <laughs> or from the station again, and I was like, "Shit." It is funny the number of people that have fallen. As, as times I've heard stories of people falling asleep on the way to Hutton and ending as far oh the, ending up as far the other side of Hutton as they. They end up being halfway to Sol if they fell asleep. So, um, Renfield eighteen ninety seven <laughs> says. Biggest mistake is obviously listening to a podcast live that is about a dead game while playing a dead game and enjoying it. What a silly thing to do. What a silly thing to do. You'd think we'd have learned our lesson by now, what we episode 465. You'd think you'd think we'd have we'd have got over it. Are we gonna stop? Hell no. No, we're not. No it depends. Um, Commander, Commander um, Terikov says on um, their first Palin 5k light year run, they flew out scanning all the way, realised they were flying tired and decided to park up on a planet for the night. They failed to notice the planet was high G. It did not end well. Oh. The next morning, they realised they'd just been two jumps short of the 5k required. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> On the other hand, you know, don't drive when tired, so... Or or play the video game and read the consequences. Yeah. <laughs> Throw caution to the wind. Fuck around and find out. This has been <laughs> this has been how commanders have fucked around and found out. Um crikey. This has been really fun. We might we might bring this up again at some point because that was really <laughs> that was really fun. I've enjoyed laughing at that. That's very cool. Um uh, right, okay, cool. Um any other business? Does anybody else have any other business before I've got my thing? Do your thing. Okay. Uh, Chris Mott 4 is um, on a... Um, he does a radio show on a Sunday at 12. 
UK time. You can listen to it by going to blacktimeandcom slash listen live. Um, also... <laughs> <laughs> Also, um, the Golden Joysticks, which is the first of many um, award shows for games. Award season is starting, gang, and I'm very excited. Um, uh, Golden Joysticks is on this Friday at 4pm. Um we, um, my community, everyone is welcome and is welcome to come and join. In my Discord, we are having a watch party um, and um, crossing everything for um, the game of the year to be the game of the year. Um, and we, there's also a a form that we're doing, which is a bit of fun for um, predictions, um, like we do with the Oscars, like we're probably going to do with all of the other game awards this um, this season as well on Runner Tally at the end of it because um, it's nonsense and fun. So yeah, if you want to come along to that, um, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun, and I'm really looking forward to um, award season starting, which is great. So let's hop over to the shout outs, unless anybody else has anything that they want to add. I feel deeply offended that Elite Dangerous is not in the still playing award. <laughs> well, no man's no man's sky is though. <laughs> oh dear, yikes! Okay, <laughs> so on to our shout outs. Our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, broadcasts on Thursdays from eight thirty pm. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or for just the audio at radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. We are also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts who have appeared over the last year or are standard regular contributors. That is the Guard Frequency, who do other space games, and also our friends across the pond, Loose Screws. Following this, do we have a Galnet News Digest? Uh, we do have a Galnet News Digest. Fantastic. So following this, we have the latest Scalnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Thank you so much to those who have chipped in on Twitch chat and our in-game commanders. Who have we who have we seen? Uh we've had Ak Yaza de Lapper. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I definitely am. We've had Virgil Sprada, Andy Sharp 42, and Siberius. Incredible. Special thanks to Commander Tocoso, Jay and Trax, and Alan Stroud, who created the music used on the show. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can find contact links in the home slash contact us menu of the laveradio.com website. Do let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30pm and streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. Thank you to Colin. You're welcome, Claire. <laughs> Thank you to Alec. You're welcome, Claire. Fantastic. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, fuck you, Claire. Hey! You're welcome, Claire. Can I can I ask that the next time that the next time this happens, I have more than a minute's notice. That would be really great. <laughs> and and special, special thanks to one of my favorite humans on the planet, the Chris Mark IV. You're welcome, Claire. That's my name! Don't wear it out. Until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Galnet News Digest, 7th of November, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Hudson tries to make things tricky for his successor. The Thargoids round Tyrannis are targeted. And we wonder if it might have been a good idea to quarantine after the elimination of the Grey Swan Fleet. President Hudson is making the most of his last few months in office to cause trouble for the incoming administration. It is traditional that an outgoing president will not table new legislation during the transitional period, but will instead work to facilitate a smooth transition of power. Hudson doesn't seem to think much of that tradition, and he has announced four new bills that he hopes will make it to the statute books before President-elect Winters takes up office in the new year. Hudson has put forward legislation to give controversial Homeland Spy Agency, the Proactive Detection Bureau, access to military-grade technology provided by the Federal Navy that will allow even the most secure encrypted messages between Federal citizens and corporations to be read by the government. He has also put forward legislation to keep massive tax breaks for corporations, such as Core Dynamics, that commit to doing business only with the federal government. He is creating a political think tank to be chaired by his outgoing Secretary of State, Lana Berkovich, to advise the government. And he will establish a media standards agency, chaired by Soul Today's Neve McFarlane that will regulate the way federal media is allowed to present stories about the Federation. Most of this will be anathema to President-elect Winters. She was elected on the promise that she would disband the PDB domestic spy agency completely. 
The tax breaks to corporations are unlikely to be sustainable and it will be Winters who loses the support of those corporations when she's forced to reimpose taxes. With Lana Berkovich in charge, the political think tank is likely to deliver reports with a Republican bias. And with Seoul Today's CEO put in charge of press standards, federal news outlets are likely to be forced into peddling Republican propaganda. Winters can, of course, dismantle Hudson's malevolent legacy when she gets into office, but she far prefer to be delivering a bold new strategy for the Federation's people than spending time undoing Hudson's handiwork. After initial success in shutting down a swathe of Thargoid spire sites, making further progress seems to be getting harder. Significant effort is being put into just a few of the sites this week, with Triangulate Sector BA-AD85 and Hyade Sector DQ-OB6-0 the main targets. Everyone is welcome to take part. In a wing, shooting Orthrus and Scouts is relatively straightforward if you have caustic sink launchers and some decent anti-Xeno multi-cannon. It's better to shoot Orthrus as they arrive back from patrol for refueling. If you attack the Orthrus that have just launched, they're much more likely to use a shutdown field that will also damage any Guardian weapons and other modules. Operation Deleted, an initiative proposed in part by Commander Alex Zuno, aims to wipe out all Thargoid systems around the Tyrannus Maelstrom, leaving it exposed and vulnerable. The initiative is making slow but steady progress. The shutdown spire sites are worth visiting as a means of familiarising yourself with the environment in safety. There are a small number of the items Professor Palin wants to conduct research on, and both the Mega Barnacles and the Coral Trees can be scanned using the Dyson Scanner. At present, Vista Genomics is paying out a first-discovered bonus to everyone who scans these specimens. But this generosity is unlikely to last. Meanwhile, there's been a largely negative reaction to Azimuth Biotech's demand to be able to interrogate those who've been rescued from Thargoid abduction. It seems likely that the first returnees will soon be released back into society, but Azimuth is suspicious they may be Trojans, bringing back a virus or perhaps programmed to kill on a word of command. But Azimuth's track record of inhumanity in its experimentation and of misjudgment in its initiatives make it one of the least well-trusted organisations in the galaxy. Commander Andy Pipkin of the Children of Raxler took issue with Azimuth's demand that those rescued from the Thargoids should not be treated like normal people, arguing that the need to keep them in isolation and under medical supervision to ensure their and everyone else's safety does not mean that they do not have rights or that they should not be treated with humanity. Commander Alswulf has his own theory that the Thargoids might be preparing the human captives to fight against human ships as drones, similar to the Thargon swarms. But as yet, there's still no clear picture of what the Thargoids plan to do with so many captured humans. A week ago, the slaughter of the Grey Swan fleet concluded. 
infected by an unexplained audio virus, Shamash future pilots who took part in Operation Grace One lost control of their sensors and started attacking civilian ships. Shamash Future called on the Santu State Network to assist in wiping out its own navy, and many independent commanders participated in the bloodbath, during which every single pilot who took part in Operation Grace One was ruthlessly put to death. It seems at least possible that the infection has been eliminated for now, but it has struck once before when the passengers and crew of the thousand-year-old Thetis generation ship were driven to kill each other. The source of the infection is still out there. It may be too dangerous to investigate it, but unless the Shamash system is evacuated and permit locked, the risk remains that the auditory virus may strike again. There is no proof that those involved in eliminating the Grace One fleet were not themselves infected. Commander Arg House has suggested that it would be prudent for all those taking part to observe a period of voluntary quarantine. We are sure that all civic-minded commanders will have elected to do so without prompting. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.